Well, hello, America. This is your host, Mark Dunnigan, and, well, this is another episode of The Daily Answer. Joshua 5. In Joshua 5, verse 13, it says, Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho. He raised his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our enemies? He said, No. Rather, I have come now as captain of the army of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the ground and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you were standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Again, that's Joshua 5, 13 through 15. And so Joshua encounters this individual with his sword drawn. That is, ready for combat. And the question is asked, are you for us or against us? For us or our adversaries? Like the old expression in old movies, who goes there, friend or foe? It says this was the captain of the Lord or the host of the Lord, meaning a commander of angelic armies. This is no mere mortal. And it looks like Joshua realizes that. In addition, addition, Joshua is given the same basic command that was given Moses at the burning bush. Remove the sandals from your feet. This is holy ground. I love it how Joshua immediately bows himself and is willing to obey any order given. That is, okay, I'm interacting with a messenger from God. All right. The next simple question is, what do you want me to do? I mean, that's it. Let's keep it basic. You know, it's tempting to think of holy ground as some specific piece of property, someplace way remote, up high, in mountain passes, etc. But from the examples in the Bible given, we are on holy ground anytime God is speaking. If God has made his will known on a topic, then that is holy ground. It's not a matter of human opinion. What must it do to be saved? Holy ground. How does God want me to worship him? Holy ground. What are the qualifications of elders? Holy ground. How does God expect me to treat my neighbor? Holy ground. What are my obligations to the local congregation? Holy ground. How am I to treat the elders? Holy ground. How am I to preach? What am I to preach? Man, that's holy ground. Preach the word in season, out of season. That is, none of that's a matter of human opinion. What about morals? How do I treat my life? How do I raise my kids? All of that is holy ground. Well, now some writers say, you know, here we have Joshua and the object is Jericho, right? And Joshua could have been contemplating, well, how are we going to take Jericho? It's a walled city. And Joshua certainly has some military experience because there had been battles fought before they enter the land of Canaan. But here's an attack on a fortified city where typically you would have to have a long siege. And it looks like that Jericho was incredibly fortified. 
In addition, as far as I know, the Israelite army really had no siege engines, battering rams, catapults, you know, towers, things like that. That their only weapons are going to be slings and arrows and spears, which some would consider to be like straws against the mighty walls of Jericho. But the army of the Lord is composed of angelic beings. You see that in 2 Kings 6, 8 through 17. And when Jesus talked about that, he could easily call to himself 10 legions of angels, Matthew 26, 53. And this encounter, it looks like this encounter is intended to remind Joshua of a number of things. That is that the invasion of Canaan was God's judgment against the Canaanites. God had been clear about that. The reason that the Canaanites are losing their land is not because God is prejudiced. And it's not because the Israelites are of a superior race. It's not because God is against people of a certain skin color or ethnic background. The reason that the Canaanites are losing this land is because of their ungodly lives. And they have been given 400 years to change, to repent, to correct that. And in those 400 years, there has been zero improvement. And we've reached a point where society can become so wicked and corrupt that it must be removed. God's merciful, long-suffering delay has come to an end. Not only that, but this army of the Lord has no favorites. If the Israelites, Abraham's descendants, ever become like the Canaanites in their behavior, and they can, man has free will, they could opt and start living very ungodly lives. Then guess what? The army of the Lord comes after them as well. So being of a certain race or ancestry or social background or lineage does not protect you from God's judgment if you start living an ungodly life. Clearly, there's no once saved, always saved in the Bible. Now, it's interesting here. The response of this angelic soldier does put everything in proper perspective. God is God and we're not. And it's not really a question of whether God is on our side, but hey, are we on God's side? And this last statement should really make us think. Too often we get caught up in our cause, our little battles. We need to remember that the only relevant cause is God's cause. Let us make sure that we are fighting his battles, not our little humanly devised battles. On Facebook, on the internet, are you fighting God's battles and not some little humanly made up skirmishes? And then we have the statement, it's interesting. Joshua asked the question, you force against us, on our side, their side. Guess what? Some questions the answer is no, <laughs> neither. Some questions, the answer is neither option. Wow. I mean, just keep that in mind. Sometimes people will phrase a question in the sense that the answer to that question, neither option. You presented to me two options. 
I reject both. The answer is neither option, no. That's a good answer. None of the above, none of the categories that you presented to me. Good, remember that. We sometimes forget that it's not our side, their side, it's God's side. And we simply have the privilege of being on God's side. So instead of like, hey, am I, am I on the right side? Which I understand the question, am I on the right side? But it's more of, wait a minute, am I on God's side? Because the only right or safe side is God's side. Till next time, see you in the funny papers, my friends.